G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 642 of the Trendsmith Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and like always, if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, oof, I'm trying to think of something. So generally, I don't come up with, generally come up with stuff to talk about on, on the podcast, uh, and I generally back myself to start the podcast. Half the time, I can't even remember the number I'm up to. I've got to look at that as I'm saying it, and I back myself on coming up with a quick something to talk about at the start of each show. <laughs> I've got nothing. You you would think because I've had the best part of two weeks away from the podcast, I would actually have something to talk about. But um, I don't know. My my training. I've I've started off. This is I've just finished week one of of um, getting back into my into proper training. I'm really happy. Um, I've just been kind of just keeping fit, and I had a week off after I got sick. And um, but it, it's good because I haven't been doing a lot of long, long crap or hard crap. It's just been keeping fit. And I, I coach an athlete who's got an Ironman coming up. Who's um, really uh, we touched on it a little bit, um, but she she's probably in um, a position where she could get a Kona slot for this Iron Ironman. Um, she. she she's bloody doing great stuff but um i i I, on her long bike rides um i always think oh i'd love to get you out further 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 instead of just sitting on a trainer or doing half on on up the roads and back onto a trainer or whatever so and because i can't do this for most athletes i coach because they're all around the world but this one's local so i said I'm going to take you out. I'll take you out. Uh, and I, th- I, th- I had it calculated in my head. It'll be about a 180k bike ride will do. It's going to be a little bit of hilly, a little bit of hill stuff, a lot of dead country roads, and um, it's just going to be a good day. And I thought, better, better 180k's thereabouts. And so she, she was all, you know, happy as Larry. So we get, we head out, and we're, we're just talking and gas bagging the whole way around, and. Then, um, about you know, and because I my longest ride was three weeks prior, and I did a hundred k's, and that was the longest I've done in a little while. Um, I my, most of my rides have been you know under two hours, and, but you know I because I've kept generally fit, I back myself to be able to ride 180 on a road bike. I didn't. I took my roadie out. I didn't didn't have the confidence that I'd be able to hold hold that position in a in a TT. That the, the amount of I'll say that again. Easy for me to talk about. I didn't have enough confidence in myself that I could hold a TT just ride on a TT bike for that long. But anyway, about. Um, uh, you know 120 k's into this i'm thinking i think this ride's going to be a lot longer than i anticipated it was going to be so it turned out it was going to be it we we knocked it over it was um 200 205 k ride for her and um the longest by far she did and she, she did bloody well good she did really really well so i was real proud of her anyway um I, I have got no point to the story apart from my i'm starting to train um that was my first ride uh, that was my first session in over a week um it's straight straight into a bloody eight hours on the bike which what was actually okay anyway um but yeah i will i have had a, a couple of people ask about coronavirus.com i will start blogging on that again from june um 
it was a you know when everything all started turning to dog crap on me i i stopped blog i stopped stopped blogging on it rebuilt the website and then i thought i'll um start in june and then i thought about starting again this week because today's officially week number one that now because of how everything turned out but I'll, I'll start in june and there'll be a full year of ironman prep training that, that that's about what's going on in my little world all right so today's question comes from zach who i coach who um sent me a message it was i should have i should be a little bit more prepared on this too i try and find it uh, he sent it through t- on Facebook. Um, God's sake, this is good podcasting. Do you have any material recommending reading or on how to get better on bike handling? I'm sure this race is held in Boulder Mountains. So, so, um, so he wants to know more about bike handling skills. Um, I, I've gas bagged about it here on the podcast a heap of a heap of times where. Um, the difference in bike handling skills on some courses can be minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes even at the same yeah you could have the exact same athlete who does all their training on an indoor trainer and rarely goes outside and then you'll have another one who will do you know weekdays on the indoor trainer on weekends or half on the indoor trainer half on the outside and then that have got you know a lot better head bike handling skills exact same person same power same everything that i will put money on the person that trains outside um at least half the time will click will come up with a much better race time than the person who does all their training on the indoors even though um we can get a bigger bang for the bucks on the indoors but it lacks bike handling skills and when i mean bike handling skills i'm i'm not talking about um you know used to ride motorbikes so i should it should be fine i'm talking about right um right body positions at the right time right cadence at the right time right power at the right time there's a lot that goes into it and um and this was actually something i was trying to help that um athlete when we did that long ride that i was just talking about um i i was able to notice that when she was riding downhill she would have one foot one pedal all the way down and one pedal all the way up and so um with that we're descending down a hill and so i i was saying oh you got to get them in line with each other even and then put your knees up against the bar so now you've got better control of your bike um so you can go a lot safer down a hill a lot a lot easier and if you all of a sudden have to make a quick sharp turn um you're not at risk of a pedal hitting the ground so we we started um doing that um and the instant improvement with with that though she did need to hold um the knees up against that pole that little bit harder just to have that little bit more control because as you're bombing down the hill you've got you what have we got four things touching the bike generally um you know hands feet they're the only thing so if you can if you'll have your um feet so if we're looking at a clock but you know three to nine um position so they're nice 
semi-even and you can put your bar you put your knees against the top bar you just have that little bit more control going down a hill and then as you're going around the bend so if you're bending to the left or turning to the left you lift your left leg up and then you put your left knee outwards a bit and now you can bend into that hill so uh, or bend into the hill bend into that corner and that goes for the right um as for you know going up going uphill you pick a nice little cadence get um right up easy and then going downhill you pick a nice big gear soft pedal it down and if you know the course um and a lot of courses will do this and a lot of rides will do this um it, the concepts um i've heard it being referred to as surf the terrain and it's probably i use it i use that term um but it's it it's not really, I, I, it's not the best term, but it's the only one that, you know, it is what it is. But if you some hills, you can descend um, down a hill and it goes flat and you can get this the right amount of speed up, a good amount of speed up going off that hill that you'll be able to maintain a really high speed, even, even in a headwind for like, you know, a good couple of kilometers it just you get that momentum going and you just just got to maintain a, a, a certain level of power and you just you're flying along so it's just always looking for ways on that road the um the terrain to try and be try and find free speed try and get as much speed as you can in various places sometimes you you know you're looking at a hill right let's get some speed up now going into this hill and then make make life easy for us going as we start riding up i would if going into a race um i would recommend um driving that course at least once um, if not two three times just just chillaxing just take a little drive really take note on um key points to you know man i could if i if i click it back a gear here i can really go for it it's a safe you know there's no sharp bends at the end of the hill I, I can really descend hard i can really descend fast and then i can go you know go for a good couple of kilometers here at high speed because of what i've just done back there or i've really got a you know there's a turn right at the end of this corner so i can once i get to this section here i've really got to put a fistful of brakes on you know whatever it is so you got to you got to start and there's programs full gas and um ruby and stuff like that where you can have a look at courses and that's better than nothing that's actually you know can be pretty good but it also can be deceiving too uh, um on some of those things but it's um what's the website called um oh he's a um a retired pro cyclist um for cinch cycling danielson's um he's he does have stuff on youtube he does have a, a book um i haven't read the book it is on the my list to read um but he is he's also written some blogs as well on um on cadence bike handling skills but it, it really comes down and to fast track this ride with groups if you can go to your local bike shop tell them what sort of speed you you're generally looking for and then they'll point you in the direction for a good good group you'll fast track your bike handling skills uh, and and i'm calling it bike handling skills but it's really not the proper you know it's not really the right wording but it's the only thing that's entering my little head at the moment um but you 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 soon learn real hard real quick and because 
and if you haven't ridden with a, a group in a while, you think, and because you're doing, like me, do most of your ride solo, um, the first one or two, you think, geez, I've forgotten how bad, I've, I've really deteriorated in my bike handling skills. I used to be, you know, really good or whatever. And, and I, can, I consider myself um, above average with my bike handling skills. I'm definitely not good, but I'm above average. And I rode um, with a with a guy that um, used to be a pro pro cyclist, and he when we turned corners together, um, he was putting two three seconds into me every single corner, and and then we'd just be riding and just like the I'd take these little micro naps I call them where the road dips a little I just have you know three four easy pedals and then back onto it or so he, he while well, he was maintaining perfect power the whole way through and then he again he'd put like another two three seconds into me and now i have to surge just to keep up with him and so and he's got spectacular bike handling skills um and so it's it's like you know a huge chasm between me and him and a huge chasm between um my son and myself he does most of his cycling indoors um so though i'm sure i'm sure he's going to take the chasm you know throw that out the window soon and go straight past me before i know it but anyway um there is no substitute then like riding outside especially for all you can do is your long rides outside um at least in the lead up to to your big races and try and try and find some technical sections um rolling hills dirt some sh- turns even if you've got you know in the last five k's of your ride or 10 k's or whatever um go up and down a few neighborhood streets just to get used to some hairpin turns and stuff and it's what one thing we don't generally practice if we do even in running um most races you go around a witch's hat also you know you'll you'll ride that it's now time to turn in the other direction we've got to do a nice hard sharp turn you see it regularly you know um people do do the um do the quick u-turn and then they you know smash out a big bunch of watts to get back up the speed instead of um controlling that and and not you know burning too many matches as as a lot of people would say um, but when I was at um, the um, the youth, uh, the national youth triathlons, and um, the amount you can tell who rides indoors, who doesn't, or who races a lot, who doesn't, there was a lot, a lot who would, you know, I, I stood right at the U-turn section of, of, on the bike course, and most of them wouldn't change their gears leading into the um quick u-turn so they'd, they'd be flying in the bunch or whatever and then half of them would ha- be turning you know it would be turning right around the u-turn their right foot's down so they all of a sudden they either almost hit the road with their right pedal or they do hit the right and if they do hit the ground with their right pedal no most of them have hit the ground now um and stacked it pretty hard a couple of them and then once they've turned the u-turn they're in they found out oh god i haven't changed gears i'm still in this big monster gear and now they're chucking a whole lot of energy or they're changing gears real quick and now they've lost all this momentum and now they've been spat out the back so um looking at what's coming up what you need to do changing your gears appropriately um getting in that bike you know what bike position do you need um we 
you know, most of us are going to be living in that aero position for most of the race. But then, when do we need to be sitting up? When do we need to be standing up on our pedals? Um, sometimes in really steep hills, maybe it's you know, what are we holding on to best? So it's just uh, constantly thinking about it, and then. If you do ride indoors a lot, having constant gear changes, um, cadence changes, you you ride you ride with um, high skill cyclists. They 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 change a wide range of cadences, wide range of cadences constantly, all without thinking. It's it's a quite a beautiful thing to watch. And then um, I forgot what I was going with this bit. <laughs> Rest assured, it was important. Um, God's sake, what was I going to say? I was going straight into a point and then I veered from a point. Anyway, it's... Oh, yeah. Um, you you quickly find out um, when someone who rides all their, door, all their bike riding indoors, the, you pinpoint it. So either when they're starting to really get up to speed have the head pointed down like they're on the trainer again like they're all back on the turbo you know pushing big gears looking at the floor you know you, know, you think geez you may, maybe you should point your head up a little just just a little or it, it's um stands out like dog balls every time they go for a drink and now they can't get their drink bottle back we saw blood you see this at the bloody pro level um because they're used to having a stand next to their um bike where they are oh, just put the drink there now all of a sudden they're in a race and they're sticking their bottle behind their seat like lucy charles did on two or three races in a row where she can't get the bottle back into the cage because she's hasn't been doing it in training because she's doing a training indoors and she's she's really struggled that shouldn't be a struggle at all that should be just second nature it's such a rookie mistake for such a a high level athlete but don't let you do that if you're doing all your riding indoors or most of it indoors make sure your bike make sure you're putting you you know if you're drinking um for the if you're putting your drink behind your saddle for instance make sure you do that in on the indoor trainers make sure you get a real feel for exactly where that bottle cage is so it slips straight in you watch max munum do it during kona over last year it is seamlessly he, he he just looks like he did, you know there was no zero mistakes when he was doing it it was just that was a beautiful thing and i'm thinking that's what exactly what lucy charles should be doing but she's fumbling dumbling and carrying on anyway talking about carrying on i've been carrying on long enough i do apologize for rambling if you guys are still listening good on you if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode hooray